PyTest Testmon is a PyTest plugin which selects and executes only tests you need to run by collecting dependencies between tests and all executed code and comparing the dependencies against changes. Run a test suite, make a change, then only run the tests that need that are affected by your change. That's so cool. In this episode, we talked to Testmon creator Tibor Arpas about the use of Testmon and how it works. Thank you to Patreon supporters for your continued support in the show. And thank you to PyCharm for sponsoring this episode. Listen to their spot later in the show. Welcome to Testing Code, a podcast about software development, software testing, and Python. Welcome to Testing Code. I am uh, actually really excited to have Tibor Arpas. And now I got it wrong again. I just practiced this. Tibor Tibor Arpas? Is that right? No, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's right. Okay. It's okay. okay. Um and we're going to talk about uh, uh test coverage and a, a tool that he's created called Testmon. Um but uh before we get into it, uh first welcome to the show and could you tell me a little bit about you? Uh hello Brian. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so uh, I've been a um, developer, programmer for 20 years. I started to um, freelance uh, during my, my studies and then, um, yeah, it gradually um, got um, like then, then at some point I had the opportunity in about 2007 to uh, pick my technologies uh, finally. So before I was I was developing in Java and Perl and uh, stuff like that, but uh, but in 2007 I I could uh, pick the technology I had the liberty and and yeah I made the research and uh, picked Python because it uh, looked like the best option. It wasn't um, well mm, so obvious then at, at that point, right? But but it turned out quite well. So so yeah, that's uh, that's when I started with Python and um, also. Um, Basically, what I do now is mostly outsourcing Python developers. There is uh, 12 of us um, for one or two big customers. And uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, how I spend my time mostly managing. Uh, but uh, but I still can find some time for, for developing, unfortunately. Okay, cool. So you're in the, the, uh, doing the developer and manager at the same time sort of stuff also. Yeah. So cool. Well, um that's that's actually pretty exciting. Uh and you're you're not in the US, right? You're in um somewhere else? Yeah, I'm I'm from Slovakia and I'm in Slovakia. That's also where the company is. Um and yeah, we work for remote customers. So so okay. uh, fortunately the world is small. Well it is, and also um, you know, just a side tangent, one of the reasons why I started this podcast was to be able to get to expand the people I know and think of as people I've met through doing this. And it's pretty cool to meet people from Slovakia and from all over the, the world. It's, uh, sometimes scheduling is a little difficult, but um, hopefully it's, um, so it's noon in the middle of the day right now. What time is it there? It's uh, 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Okay. So we'll try not to keep you up too late. Luckily <laughs> it's a shorter podcast. Um, but um, you, you said you started Python in uh, around 2007. Um, you're, we're going to talk about uh, Testmon, which is it works in conjunction with PyTest. 
Is that correct? Yes, correct. So how did you start getting in? When did you start using PyTest? Mm, well, I think when I was writing Testmon, actually, the first version, because uh, on, the, on the project uh, which motivated me to start writing Testmon, and that was in 2015, I think, or 2014, um, we used uh, unit test at that point. Uh, but when when I um, started writing Testmon, I wasn't uh, anymore on the on the project, which uh, had a long test suite and which motivated me to think about the problem and uh, try to solve it. Uh, so I again made the research and then picked uh, like what uh, what seemed the, with the best perspective or or the tool which uh, which seems to have uh, the biggest adoption. So so okay. that was my start with Python actually. Nice, and that was even. Uh, Pre 2017, so you didn't have my book to help you. So um, yeah, <laughs> um, but so okay, we've been sort of beating around the bush. Um, Testmon, what is Testmon? Tests which have been influenced by recent changes. Uh, so it um, creates a, like a matrix of of uh, dependency matrix of tests and uh, methods and functions in the in the source code, and uh, then watches the changes or or actually stores checksums of the of the methods. And then whenever you change something, uh, it can select only the tests which could have been could have been influenced by the by the by the change. I run a test suite, everything's good, and then I go and mo- I change some of my code, and then I can just rerun the test that could even possibly fail, right? Um, because they're the only ones that are affected by my code. This seems like magic. How on earth do you do this? Well, it's. Uh, uh, I also like the idea, and uh, the, I was thinking about how to do it. And the, the most deterministic uh, way to do it seemed to be to um, to get coverage, uh, to collect coverage, and uh, like collect or store the lines which have been executed, right? So coverage.p, uh, that's, that's the library and the, the um, tool which we used underneath uh, Testmon. But uh, so yeah, it, it selects uh, or it, uh, it collects all the, all the lines which, you, which, you could, which, which were executed. Uh, I simplify the information a little bit and only, only actually store or, or deal with the functions and methods. Uh, okay. Which have been which have been executed, uh, but yeah, that that seems like the the reliable uh, way to find out is something if something could have been influenced or not. Of course, it doesn't um, doesn't take into account any changes in external APIs or in data files or, or stuff like that. So so that's a, a that's a limitation, a fundamental limitation, but of, of Testmon. Uh, okay. But but yeah. I think uh, it's it's a very good practice actually to also create the fixtures in the code uh, because they are easier to migrate and refactor and so on than data files, for example. Um, so so yeah, I think it's a limitation which one can live with pretty easily. So this is primarily that if I'm getting this right, the goal is so that if I modify modify my code under test, um, the the tests that uh, could be affected, get run. Um, if I, what if I modify like test helper functions? Does that, does testmon go into play there? 
or is that completely separate problem? Um, it, it also goes there. Uh, Pesman in runs the coverage or collects the coverage of from also from the tests themselves. If you have any function there or in fixture, then okay. uh, it it takes it as a function function which were which was executed, and then uh, if it's changed on the next round, then then it marks the test as uh, as unstable or or needed to be execute executed. That's pretty cool because I do have quite a bit of code in my fixtures. Thank you, PyCharm, for sponsoring this episode. The PyTest support alone is enough to try PyCharm. The testing support is in both PyCharm Community and PyCharm Pro, and it's the best in the industry. But don't just stop there. The Pro features really do boost your productivity. The database support is amazing. I use it to look at remote Postgres databases, and I'm looking forward to trying the MongoDB support as well. Pro also gives you profiling and coverage integration and extra help when working with web frameworks. Definitely worth a try. Try PyCharm Pro for four months by going to testingcode.com slash PyCharm. In this, um, so what's the, what's the purpose? Is it, um, I'm guessing uh, if you've got fairly long, whatever long is means to you test suites, you can run a shorter subset. Yes, exactly. As uh, as I mentioned previously, my motivation was a long test suite, and that was uh, six six minutes for me. That's long, right? It interrupts the workflow, and uh, you have to usually start doing something else, and uh, or or yeah, you have to mm, wait for it. So when it's something which we are not used to anymore, to wait for six minutes for the computer, right? The the computing yeah. in general uh, got so quick uh, in recent years that. Uh, that we are not uh, used to that. So, so yeah, I was thinking about how to solve this. And uh, Testmon, well, you can make a change which actually reaches everywhere, right? It's if you change a setting, a global yeah. setting, then then it's something which uh, influences everything. And uh, and uh, then you probably have to run that whole test suite uh, anyway, even under Testmon. Uh, but uh, but yeah. Sometimes or very many times you have a change which is very local and then it doesn't matter how big your project is. It really only matters how far or in how many tests does the change reach. So so that can save you a lot of time if you have a really huge project. Yeah, are you, so are you using it yourself? Do you see quite a bit of speed up? Yeah, yeah, I'm using it uh, myself. Um, also, which is a challenge. Also, I would have liked to use it on uh, Testmon, uh, but since coverage uh, itself uh, is not pre-entrant, or or how would you call it, it it's, it's not easy to to um, run it twice. Uh, okay. Then that that makes like a um, complication. Uh, for me, but um, recently we realized a way how to do it. So, so I started to use it also when developing Testmon. So, which is which is a big help because I do not have that much time to to work on any other projects, uh, uh, which where it would be relevant. But uh, but uh, now with this change, I I became the user of Testmon finally. Also, yeah, and I noticed that you you you're extending it and um, it's living on. So I think we. I think we highlighted on one of the Python bytes some of the the new changes. Um, so you've you've added some some fun stuff like um, uh, quickest test first and uh, and things like that to try to 
I mean, to try to find, uh, basically, if, if there's something that's going to fail, to try to find that as quick as possible. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's nice. Um, and then uh, coverage has changed some recently. So coverage added, I think it added the ability to find out which test has run which line of code or something. Is that is that influenced uh, testmon or is that um, is that change happened after the algorithm for testmon was developed? Well, it it uh, changed only recently or was added only recently. So so testmon predates this functionality in coverage, and it actually makes uh, uh, it a little bit more difficult or or my life a little bit more complicated. Uh, <laughs> Because the, the design goals of, of the coverage functionality are, are quite different, I, I think, even though it sounds like it should do the same, but uh, coverage has, um, like, does it, for example, for, for reporting mainly, uh, and, uh, and maybe creating some HTML reports. Uh, and also the data format changed, but in testmon, in the recent uh, improvements I concentrated on um, being able to or, or keeping the database of testmon consistent all the time. So even if you interrupt interrupt uh, the run, it, it still will work the next time. It will pick up where you left off. Um, oh. So this is uh, this is one thing. Also, another thing is uh, I wanted it to be very quick. So it takes a couple of hundreds milliseconds of milliseconds. Uh, even on a, on a very big uh, code base, uh, which I don't think the, the storage format of coverage pi would would be able to do. So, so there is a lot of optimization. Like the devil is in the details, and uh, yeah. and also like really the the design goals are a little bit different. So we are not compatible with coverage uh, five zero yet, unfortunately. Uh, okay. But but I have the idea how to make it work, and uh, also. Yeah, for the future, I can imagine that we could uh, like uh, read the coverage that by um, who tests what or context, actually how it's called there, uh, information and and use it or transform it into a, a testmon database or index it in some clever way. Uh, but it's it's not like straightforward. It's not um, that I could uh, throw away all of testmon now, unfortunately. Right. Okay. So that's a uh, one caveat then is if if somebody's using testmon on a project, um, it's not compatible with uh, coverage five, the newest coverage. Yeah. And, okay. I mean, I, it's not a it's not a deal breaker. I you know I I usually my use of coverage within a project. I mean, I guess it varies person to person, of course, but my use usage is often um, that I have it as a a talks job. So. There wouldn't be any conflict if I had, if for instance, if I really wanted to use coverage five in a different tox different tox target, um, and use a, a testmon and a previous coverage for my development. I don't see any conflict in that. It it lives side by side. Yeah, but we'll fix it. I mean, we will not be probably. It's not going to be that easy to fix it for the context uh, um, functionality. But I think. Uh, people are not using it that much, but if you if you just uh, don't care what uh, coverage version you have and uh, and upgrade to five, we'll be able to to be compatible with it. Okay, so that's on the horizon. Is there any other um, uh, changes other other than that that you were looking forward to adding? 
Well, yeah, I'm, I'm um, like uh, when I get feedback from from the people uh, using it on the project, I sometimes uh, or quite often actually uh, hear that on the long, on the big projects with long test suite, people um, like stop running the whole test suite locally. They rely on on the CI server to do that. So they, if they are changing something, they, they manually type the tests or test class, which should be executed to make sure that they didn't break anything or, or um, to make sure that their code, which, which they are just changing, get executed and can, can fix the basic thing, but then commit and wait for the result. Uh, what happens because it's uh, so inconvenient to, to wait for a long time and have, um, you know, the machine to to process something then that they that they rely on this. And uh, so this is a big barrier because when you never run uh, the test mon locally, you never have the database and you can never use it even even if you have uh, uh, maybe a, a strong need to use it uh, for a while. Then if, if your test suite takes 20 minutes, uh, you, you do not have the and you do not have 20 minutes, then you anyway uh, commit to 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 the CI and wait for the whole thing. So I am I am I hope to add a component which would uh, aggregate the information on the server. So probably it would be executed uh, on the CI server. So with every run, uh, the database would be updated, and when then whenever you change anything in the uh, in the code base, uh, then you can download the or, or the tool testman automatically downloads the uh, the database and then just gives you the subset of tests. Oh wow, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, which are, well, also another use use for this functionality would be that another piece of feedback which which I got is that if you change uh, branches very often, which which might be the case on on large projects for many people. Uh, then the changes are so significant then you, that you do not get uh, that much uh, of a benefit from testmon. Uh, so so then that like it loses the science. but if if for an, every commit there is a database up there and which you can quickly download and this this problem goes away. That's an interesting problem of uh, of switching back and forth between branches. You clearly are changing a lot of files, but not really. You're you're just uh, locally. It looks like you've changed a lot. Well, it might be that significant that uh, that it doesn't bring the benefit uh, that much. Also, maybe what should be really mentioned is that there is some overhead. Of course, uh, coverage itself has overhead um, on typical projects where which I tried. It's about twenty twenty five percent in computationally intensive projects. It might be more. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this is the typical overhead. So so this is like a minimum um, obstacle which uh, which testman has to work with. Uh, so the whole test uh, run is then 25 uh, percent slower yeah. um, than it, without testman. Right. I'm not using it currently, but I'm excited to use it on some future projects. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe I have a question. Like I think you work with uh, your testing actually C plus plus code in in your job. Uh, that's that's the that's a lot of what you do. Yes, and whereas uh, that um, okay, yes. But I I'm thinking even with test development, 
um, being able to uh, do use coverage of the the test suite itself. So while I'm modifying a, uh, a fixture or something, um, I can I can run the tests that are affected by helper functions or fixtures. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a good. But well, it, that's another limitation, of course, that it doesn't um, doesn't take into account coverage of the of the C plus plus code. Um, so so it wouldn't pick up the changes in the in the product under test, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and in the in the environment that I'm testing in, I, we I don't keep access to the the source code anyway, mm. uh, because the the C plus plus code is running on a different different machine, mm. so it's a remote remote access. Is there anything that we uh, didn't cover about this problem space or about Testmon that you'd like to to highlight? Yeah, I would uh, maybe like to mention that I think it's. Uh good also to start using testmon on on a small project because uh because uh it selects automatically the relevant tests and also a little bit randomizes the order in which it uh which it executes the um, the test and also runs sometimes runs only one test and so on so that that uh, allows you to spot when you introduce dependency in your tests, unwanted hidden dependency, like if you maybe didn't clean up uh, properly in previous tests or or didn't uh, com- like make um, the whole complete fixture uh, correctly and rely on something from, from previous tests, then this makes you uh, spot it really quickly because, uh, because it uh, um, like uh, helps you or selects for you the tests which are relevant for for recent changes. Uh, so that and that that's a very good uh, thing to have. Independent, isolated tests are are something which is very important when when your project is going to grow. Then you would probably uh, like to uh, run the tests in parallel um, and maybe on different machines. And if you if you do not have and also using Testmon. And if you don't have that, then it's it's going to be a mess. It's going to be uh, non-deterministic results. So, so that's that's one one thing why why I think it's it's cool to use uh, Testmon also uh, since the beginning. Yeah, and I I also see that you have um, at least there's a blog post up on um, you have testmon.org. Is that you? Yes. Um, there's a an article on how to integrate this with PyCharm as well. Does that still work? Yes, yes. yes. Um, it's not. Uh, it's a general article, um, so it's not about Testmon. Uh, okay. That, uh, but yeah, we 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 had the experience that uh, some people didn't know how to how to set it up. So so yeah, we wrote a, a little bit uh, like a description and and a guide uh, as a as a piece of information there is actually one one thing which i in in this area in this uh, problem space and again it works independently from from testmon uh so far but uh we were working on um, a little plugin to pycharm uh, which can display um, which can display exceptions in in the editor itself I, I showed it on Twitter. I think you also reacted. I, I, I think you saw the saw the um, screenshots. Okay. But but yeah, this is uh, this is one thing which uh, 
uh, which I think is is a nice tool, and I would like people to use it. And we might integrate this with with Testmon uh, later. So because at the at, at this point it's independent, but I would like the Testmon database uh, to be used for storing the exceptions and then displaying in in PyCharm in real time. And it's the same. It's it's actually the same uh, theme, I would say, because I like interactivity in development and and uh, in running the test suite. And again, this is this was another thing which was annoying that you that I was in PyCharm writing something and executing the test, and then either executed the tests in console and had to parse myself in my head the stack trace and try to find the the lines or use the use the PyCharm test runner, but uh, but again this it, it's you would have to click through maybe a lot of tests and a lot of uh, levels, and whenever whenever there is um, mm, you you run the test again, then it disappears what you uh, what you expanded which nodes you expanded. So so I didn't like that the 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 PyCharm test runner that much. But anyway, this is like an addition. It it shows the the exception where I think it's uh, like the most interesting and feels the best. Okay, and is this plugin something that I can access, or is it still? Yes, it's called it's called Runtime Info, and you can you can uh, look it up in uh, in PyCharm uh, plugin marketplace or plugin plugin repository from from plug from PyCharm. I'll try itself. to find a link to it to keep putting the show notes there. Yeah, that would be cool. Cool. Well, I also just, um, I got to thank you because I also, I like, I like people that uh, see a problem just even for themselves and work on um, doing, to, making it an open source project so that other people can benefit too. Like, um, but like both of these projects that you worked on, it's just something you, you um, you saw a need for and open sourced it, and it's not that's not free. I mean, you you are, like you said, you have limited time to support it. There's um, I'm sure quite a bit of quite a few people using it, and uh, and yeah. So thanks. Um, how much time do you spend uh, maintaining Testmon? Well, there is really like waves for for. When I was writing it, it was, I don't know, I it, I was, actually, I had to learn a lot uh, because, uh, as I mentioned, I wasn't uh, mm, familiar with PyTest at all. So it was many months or many weeks if, if I if I counted full time. And then, then for a couple of years, uh, it was just uh, maybe a couple of hours a, a month or, or not even that much. And then uh, recently I had an, another uh um like a go at it and and rewrote significant parts and that was all, almost like a full time so so it's not at, at this point it's not like a burden that there would be a lot of requests uh, to to right. to react to so so i pretty much work on it at my at my own pace and uh so it's not that uh it's not that um uh, much effort to to maintain it Okay, but still not zero, and I appreciate it. Um, yeah, looks like uh, looks like there's quite a few, act- uh, quite a bit of activity. Three hundred sixty-four stars, pretty cool. Yeah, well, um, that was that's another like that was a motivation to do the rewrite and to improve the things which I thought were were lacking. And at, at, in the past, I didn't really 
well, um, didn't really know what I was doing, I, w I would say, right? Uh, because uh, yeah. I, I was also new to coverage, uh, using it as a library. So, so there was a there was. I think the the code base right now is it's much better. It's much nicer, and uh, and yeah, I hope people will use it. And and uh, yeah, even though the quality wasn't that good, uh, years by years, there were stars uh, were. Um, like uh, appearing in github so so at some point i saw oh, so people are probably using it so so that's that motivates me to uh to so it, improve it it uh made you a better developer in the process as well well definitely of course it's uh i've, I've been using or i've been developing uh maybe some enterprise software which is which where you don't have to think that much about algorithms and and uh, the underlying stuff or level or, or Python itself actually it's it's about different things when in this in this enterprise uh, environment uh, so so but this uh, yeah it's really really challenging and and made me a much much better developer well you jumped into the deep end most people don't start their involvement with Pytest by writing a plugin but, yeah so kudos <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, anyway uh, Thanks for coming on and talking about this. And um, and if people want to know more, I'm, I mentioned previously that that the uh, there's a there's a website testmon.org. Is that the best place for people to learn, or do you have another yes. suggestion? Yes, that's that's the best place. And there will also be um, also be an email address, uh, maybe a Twitter also there, so people can reach out and, and let me know. Yeah, I would like uh, people really to let me know what doesn't work for them on, or what would have to happen so that it works for them. So so it would be cool if, if people reach out. Yeah, well, wonderful. Well, thanks again, and uh, we'll keep up with you and talk to you later. Yeah, thank you very much, Brian. Thank you, Tibor. Very cool plug-in and a wonderful interview. Thank you to Patreon supporters. Help support the show yourself with a buck or two at testedcode.com support. Thank you to all of the amazing people that hang out in the Python testing Slack channel. You help people every day, and it's super awesome. Join the fun at testedcode.com slack. And thank you to PyCharm for sponsoring this episode. The link for the extended pro trial is at testedcode.com PyCharm. That link is also in our show notes at testandcode.com slash 98. Follow the show on Twitter at testandcode and follow me at Brian Ockett. That's also the best way to reach me for episode suggestions, interview requests, and offering to come on the show yourself. That's all for now. Now go out and test something. <laughs>